Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. That's right. There's no Daniel today. We're giving a break to Mr. Daniel because we have a special guest in the studio today, Miss Kelly Carls, the queen of real estate, in my personal opinion. If you are not uh, on the YouTube channel, you can check it out and you can see her lovely presence in our studio. I asked her to come in today because we keep getting questions about real estate and what's going on in the environment, regardless of where you are. I know a lot of our listeners are in different parts of the country, some in the hottest markets in the country. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in real estate. Kelly's been in the business a long time. She's uh, at least a second generation. Second generation? Third generation? What second are you? generation. Second generation. Her mom's still in the biz, right? Yep. Mom's still in the biz. Kelly literally is is one of the best uh, in the industry. We have been talking to her for a, a long time and hopefully becomes more of a staple on the DIY Money podcast. So, Kelly, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you. Introduce yourself to the uh, folks at home so they get to know you. We're, a, we're an intimate group of 10,000 around here. So, <laughs> what you know, introduce yourself to the sure. people. My name's Kelly Carls, and um, for those that love the southern flair of this podcast, I'm sure. My maiden name, Kelly Beth. Kelly uh, Beth. Yes, but uh, born and raised here in Lexington, Kentucky in the bluegrass. Moved away briefly. Started dabbling in real estate in the Chicago area, Chicago downtown area market, and moved back to the Lexington area in 09, so a little over nine years ago, uh, 11 years ago, excuse me, and have been back here selling in the bluegrass, all kinds of good stuff, all over the state, um, and as of late, all kinds of interesting properties. Crazy, crazy environment. Yes, now, you're, yes. you're married, and you have... Uh, two beautiful girls. Three. three ah, sorry. Three, three beautiful Snuck girls. One in there on you. Yeah. Three beautiful girls. So uh, wonderful family. And and I talk on the podcast a lot about uh, running because a lot of people know that I enjoy running. It's the hobby that I, I pursue. You pursue an interesting hobby. Correct. CrossFit. Correct. Tell I'm us a about CrossFitter. that. So back in 2011, actually, we, we had to do the math a, a couple weeks ago. My husband and I got a crazy hair that we were going to go get our L1s and become CrossFit certified instructors and um, just haven't looked back ever since. We've owned parts of gyms over the last few years and during the pandemic decided to open another one open a gym holy cow seems like a smart rational thing to do but uh it's going great it's going wonderful Perfect. and i've uh, been crossfitting for gosh 10 years now and i don't unfortunately get to coach anymore like i used to um i'll pinch him once or twice every now and then again for my husband now but, what's uh, what's the deal though i saw something recently you won something or you're moving on to some massive competition your husband was just jazzed <laughs> and I love his colorful posts yes, about yes, your success. Yes, he was very excited for me. I, I did happen to qualify um, you know every year they host a CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin and um, this year they did things a little bit differently. They did age group qualifiers so um, as far as that goes, they have 16 to 17 year old age group <clears throat> then they have kind of a general population which most you know 
active CrossFitters fall into, but then they also have kind of an older niche uh, master's division, so so to speak. Um, master's division? You're in the master's I'm a master division? at CrossFit. Oh, <laughs> oh my okay. goodness, no. But uh, I happen to qualify to move on in the top 10% of the world um, to compete cow. on an online uh, qualifier. So I, I took place in that last weekend. I had to do five workouts in about two days and uh, I'm still recovering. So here's the deal. This is a little background on Kelly. Kelly used to do some uh, some stuff with us that we did on radio for Jewel for our for our primary primary uh, business, uh, Jewel Financial, as you know, the advisory business. She would come in, she would talk about the real estate market on the radio, etc. So she's I mean full disclosure, I brought her on the show, but I guarantee she's not really privy to the DIY money community. She will be after today. I'm certain <laughs> of it. She's going to probably binge the podcast. She's going to be like, wow, this is awesome. But uh, the reality is, and the tribe, the DIY money tribe, which is on Facebook, which you should join, by the way, we talk a lot about the the correlation between sort of financial success and other personal areas of development. Absolutely. And I see a lot with folks that, you know, there's there's sort of cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. So you are obviously a very successful real estate agent. Uh, you know that business, you know, exceptionally well, but yet you still are pursuing this other area, which obviously you're excelling at. So again, it's just fascinating to me and listeners at home, the, the disciplines are the same. Correct. The disciplines yep. are the same. It, it's not like, oh, I'm exceptional at this, but I but I am mediocre at this. No, if you pl- apply the same discipline and work ethic, you can elevate a, a variety of areas of your life. 100%. All and right. I am a firm believer, can I put in my two cents, that put it in. What, you know, if you're good in one area of your life, you're good in every area of your life. And I think that holds so true. I mean, even if you're a student or you know, you knit or, or you're a cook or whatever it is. I mean, you, you don't, if you do something mediocre, you're going to do everything mediocre. Well, so why it, not strive to be the best in I everything agree. you do? I totally agree. You we, know, we, we often, love that you, you preach that. That's well, because again, it's well, once you understand the science that what it takes, because it's not easy, you can apply it. You right. can apply it to different areas of your life. All right. That's not what we're talking about today. We'll come back and talk about that <laughs> like another that, time though. though. It's like a good, that. it's a great subject matter. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, I got this. You were on a, a show that we did, I don't know, a couple of years ago, and real estate prices are then were elevated. And I was like, don't don't do anything. Like, this is stupid. Like, I, my personal opinion. Now, the irony is I sold a house and bought a house in that time period, but I did get very lucky uh, with the purchase that we made uh, as far as being a depressed price, which was an anomaly at the time. But now it's now it's now we went from we went from little bit of silly to bat crazy right yes. I'm gonna leave that out it's a family show but <laughs> yes so i mean what are you seeing out there what this is a lexington market but a pretty indicative of the entire country what are you seeing right now so i mean you're right on the market right now is is definitely crazy crazier than i've probably ever seen and i've been in the business since 2003 um so, so you can... went through the eight nine crisis i did four five and six you know crazy crazy speculative. it was crazy good then and people were getting loans just you know blowing on the mirror fog in the mirror you get a loan you get a loan you get a loan well, that wasn't quite what we're experiencing now because it's still tough to get a loan. Yeah, you know, you've still you've still got to go through a rigorous, um, you know, submission of all of this 
back history and and all this kind of stuff. But well, and that's because of banking regulations. Correct. They, they correct. Certainly we learned our that. lesson. We learned yeah, our so lesson. So it's not a speculative. Bo- I mean, it's not right. driven by speculation and banking. Correct. Right? It's not this banking. Well, thing. The, the low interest rates certainly help. Well, sir. So now certainly. we're talking Fed, Treasury. So it's right. definitely I'm not low gonna, interest I'm not going to hover on that. No, no. But you're right. I mean, well, well I want to try to get to the to the root of it. The, like, what's the what's right. the Catalyst, and I know you don't like me to talk, you know, numbers and whatnot. But I did just why not? <laughs> why don't I like you? Talk I don't about want to numbers? be boring. I don't want to be boring. But I did just look at uh, uh, the our association, LBA, our Lexington Bluegrass Association of Realtors, has only published through March of 2021. So I don't have April's numbers yet. But just looking comparatively, I mean, obviously we were entering into a pandemic in 2020 uh, of March, but um, just the numbers alone are. Are crazy. We when you say numbers, numbers of sales. Right, I'm going to get to that okay. right now. So, so the number of in, the and what we like to look at as realtors is what's called the number um, number of months of inventory, mm. which meant if we another not another house came on the market from now until forever, mm-hmm. how many? When would we run out of houses? Yeah. Right now, we currently have one month of inventory mm. on the market. Well, that was as of March. Yeah. So. Um, that is actually down. We were at 2.6%. Uh, I'm sorry, 2.6 months of inventory in March of 2021. So we're down like 67%, I think. What's an average? Do you know? What's a healthy well, average? Well, I mean, back when we saw foreclosures and things like that, I mean, we were up in like eight, nine, ten yeah, months worth of lot. inventory. Yeah. Right. So, you know, find a happy medium there. Okay. So so limit. why do we have limited supply? It feels like we've been building Feels like building right. has been going on for a long time, and we didn't all of a sudden just have some baby boom and everybody started buying houses. Well, and building the- is is kind of crazy right now too. Building's crazy. Building's well, crazy. I can Lumber so. prices are up. I mean, yeah. But, builders can't get appliances, you know, so there is a demand and a need for more new builds, right? Um, and we're not able to churn those out as quick as as we would hope. But why all of a sudden? And maybe this is more of a macro question, but why all of a sudden in your mind? Why is there this urgency? I got to get a house. I got to get a house. I mean, obviously, these pe- these aren't people that woke up one day and find themselves homeless with a lot right. of money. So it's, is it upgrading? Is it, what what is happening? Like, that's what I can't get to the bottom of. What is happening? I mean, obviously, our, our interest rates lend a boost for the first time buyer, right? You know, they're hovering around 3% um, on any given day. And so that really is positive for a first-time home buyer. I mean, right now in, in our market, you can truthfully buy cheaper than you can rent right mm-hmm. now. I sure. mean, again, the, all the craziness has driven rental prices up, although it's a little bit of a tricky time to be a landlord. But um, rates are still so great that those first-timers have been stuck at home for a year and think, hey, I need I need a better place to live than this because I'm gonna I'm I've been at home for a while. Do you do you feel okay do when you speak to somebody in that category, right, do you feel that they are under the impression that if they don't buy now, they just will never get I mean, you've been around the block, so right. you saw this in five, six, and seven. And yes, there was specula- speculation, but it was like, "Hey, I heard this all the time. They're not making any more of the land, you know, or right. you know, houses never go down. Like, got to do it." So, is it this same fervor? Like, oh, I got to buy, buy, buy because there, there's not going to be a tomorrow. That's what I get this sense of. Well, and I, I think just the frenzy has 
caught, you know, everybody's caught this fever frenzy of buy, buy, buy. I mean, I've had people come out of the woodwork that are even wanting to buy, buy, buy investment properties. Right. You know, and investment properties aren't, they're not giving them away. No. You know, there's a fight. There's eight, nine, ten offers, you know, in two days for, for a, in my opinion, you know, a not so Mediocre. great. Mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of crappy investment property. Well, and I tell so, you, I looked at a four prop, uh, four apartments that came, came available in, uh, on campus. And I always look, I always just run the numbers. And at the end of the day, without any skip, without any vacancies. So, I mean, they, they would rent their, close to the law building and and, right. the, and the hospital. So they're always going to have, but even if you had a month, I didn't even factor that in. And the, the rate of return was around three and a quarter percent, which again, I guess if you're looking at a 10 year treasury, it's 2% or pretty you know, 1.6 or whatever it is. So I guess it's okay, but then you factor in taxes and it- And it's, maintenance. Yeah. And it's not great. No, I factored that in. Okay. I factored some of that in, but it's just not it's not appealing. No. I, I don't know what it's the slim. urgency is. The margin's is. Yeah. slim. Mm-hmm. So, so okay. Now let's let's take the other side. Let's say somebody is like, well, I have been renting, or I am moving, or something like this, and I want to buy. I do want to buy. Right. So they want to buy. Um, houses are being snatched up with multiple offers, way above the asking price. Yes. So what do you do? How do you do that? Truthfully, I mean, you've got to be persistent. <laughs> You know, I have I have a, a long list of clients right now that, you know, we're just hourly checking new listings, um, putting, you know, feelers out for anything that can be shown prior to hitting the market first in the door. You've just you've got to be on your game. You've obviously got to have your finances in a row. Um, if you can pay cash, that's a, a bonus. You know, a lot of properties, um, I actually checked the numbers on cash properties. In March, almost 200 transactions were cash deals in our market hmm. in Lexington, which to me, whew, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of cash changing hands. Um, no mortgage. So, you know, that, that obviously puts you in the driver's seat if you can pay cash. Um, are people actually coming? So... Are they maybe using equity from another property? Or it's hard to tell that, right? Cash is cash. It's hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, I I listed something last weekend. We're closing Monday, you know. (laughs) And And my client, you know, obviously in looking at offers, cash close in a week, no inspection. That's the one we're picking. Yeah. You know, we don't have to worry about appraisal. We don't have to worry about repairs. You know, so it's, it's definitely a seller's market right now. Um, now, on the flip side, you know, those that are probably listening to your, to your podcast, you know, that doesn't mean get down in the dumps about buying. Um, right. You just, like I said, you have to be persistent. You have to be willing to go a little bit over asking price. Um, in our market, we have what's called an escalation clause that allows you to escalate your offer up into a certain point that you know the buyer would feel comfortable with so say it's listed at 200 and you quint told me i feel comfortable paying 210 for this property we could escalate that offer to 210 if need be if to be the highest and best Mm -hmm. you know so there's some creative things you can do um but truthfully right now in this market it's being on top of your game having your ducks in a row (laughs) being ready to look at it Mm -hmm. you know the minute it comes on getting in the door um a lot of sellers are entertaining multiple you know five six seven ten offers uh in a weekend and um you know a lot of times the things that are differentiating the offers obviously one being cash but you know how are the terms are you putting no money down you know, obviously somebody that's not putting any money down and is going to need 
more financing Mm -hmm. um, is not going to be as strong, you know, so maybe the goal for you right now is to build up a little bit more of a down payment so that, you know, you're coming in as a conventional buyer, you know, repairs aren't going to be as key. If there's a discrepancy in the appraisal versus the purchase price, well, I can still bring a couple extra thousand to the table and I'm not scraping two nickels together just to try to get my down payment. So you've been doing this almost 20 years and you have to have some opinions. So (laughs) what is your opinion of of where things go from here and how this plays out? Um, I mean, I think eventually we are going to get our levels of inventory back. People are going to, um, you know, I, and I, I don't know if it's fear of the unknown with markets or what, but we're just not seeing as many homes for sale that we have in the last few spring markets. Um you know, we obviously have the same amount of buyers, but a few less homes. Mm. Um, but I, you know, I, I feel like that will shift. The inventory will have to, I feel like, return to normal. Like you mentioned, there are new properties continually being built. I mean, we have some local builders that uh, are cranking them out. I've got a buyer under contract right now, and she's set to close in the next few months um, with one of our local big, you know, big big box builders that, that do several hundred units a year. Um, you know, so there are more homes being built. Um, and I think once those inventories level out, you know, and obviously rates aren't going to be quite as high, which will take a few players out of the market in terms of buying, I think things will will level out. I mean, it always comes back to supply and demand, right? So patience. You got to have patience, right? Patience. And, and, you know, it might not be your time to jump into real estate. Right. It just might not. Um, I was chatting with Daniel before we, we jumped on here. And, you know, I told him truthfully, I've got a, a client friend. And I told her, I said, you know, the market is probably not in your favor right now. Mm. You know, um, the credit's not quite there. You know, the, the budget's not as high as, as we'd like to see it. I mean, and truthfully, again, back to looking at those numbers, our median sales price this year, March 2021, over last March 2021, uh, 2020, excuse me, uh, in the Fayette County Bluegrass area, was twenty five thousand dollars higher. Mm. So, I don't know if people were hoarding money during the pandemic or what, but they're spending they're spending more to get the same properties. Well, and that's what the data says. Data right. says that we've seen a, a significant uptick in savings. Um, obviously, people haven't been spending money. You know, right. there's not much to do. We obviously compound that with stimulus and so forth or triple P loans in certain instances. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? Maybe you don't have any thoughts on this specifically, but I had a notice uh, after a thir- after a 9% jump in PVA last year in my home, Mm -hmm. uh, they tried to do a 13% jump this year. Right. So I am uh, going to be uh, rebutting that, I guess, whatever you want to call that, because I think that that's a little excessive. (laughs) Um, But the utility companies got approved to do a 10% raise in in, uh, general utility costs across the board. Uh, and so we're seeing a dramatic increase in the cost of just the general, you know, taxes and insurance and you name it, utilities, et cetera, right. that go go through a home. Uh, being a homeowner now, if I have anything that needs to be repaired, because the plumber, the electrician, the maintenance guy is so you know, busy, mm-hmm. I'm paying a premium. So right. my cost of general home ownership is going up considerably. Do you see that as any sort of influence or variable that could impact home ownership down the line? 
with people saying, wow, this is actually a significant cost that I didn't really consider? You know, I, I truthfully don't. I feel like the, the positives far outweigh the small increase that that we're going to with, withstand. You know, like I said, I think the cost of repairs is going to level back out. You know, you're going to you're going to be able to get get your repairman over there once things settle down. And really, you know, and you've seen studies and heard the numbers and the studies of 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 uh, homeownership versus non-homeownership, but you know the the interest deduction, the mortgage interest deduction. You know, realtors fight every day for that, and lawmakers try to take that away. But I I, I pray that never goes away. Um, you know, but that that mortgage interest deduction, uh, depreciation. You know, there's so many other benefits that I think will far outweigh that. And I think that I've read I read an article about some you know study that was done on renters versus homeowners and the level of contentment and, you know, peace, so to speak, was so much higher in homeowners than non-homeowners. It, it was it was pretty impressive, mm. actually. Um, and, and I, too, got a nice little letter from the PVA uh, just recently, and my neighbor did, too. We were kind of talking about that. And, you know, she wanted to rebut hers as well. And, you know, my thought on that is if the property value administrator wants to give me a $40,000 increase in my house and he's never even been inside to see the mess that resides there, <laughs> I'm going to take it, you know, because the small amount of increase in my taxes that I'm paying is just made my equity go up $40,000, you know. That's so one way to look at it, it I really guess. It really is, <laughs> you know, and I, I think people always try to refute the hike in their in their property value. But but I think, you know, we've kind of got it wrong in our head and we have to look at it as this is what we've all been striving for. This is why we own property so that our property values will appreciate. Well, that's considered you sell. I mean, I, again, I I think that is one frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Mine, I don't anticipate selling. I, I mean, I tell my wife every day, let's just sell this thing and go live in an RV. We could buy a pretty nice <laughs> you, RV. You and my husband. Uh, but, you know, that's not going to happen. We're not going to sell it. We're not going right. to move out. I wish we could. But the reality, though, is so if I'm not going to unlock that equity, I don't like my PVA going but up. But it's there if you need it. Yeah. If you want to open a business, if you want to start a gym, you, you better listen in. to DIY you money start, a little bit more. You, you know, walk into that we're not, we're not, we're not going to be we're not going to be tapping our house to uh, to to. But take. another but another thought on that too is, I mean, you're not going to live forever, and. I would love to think with your, your new physique. I mean, this ultra marathon <laughs> physique over here that you are going to live forever. But he is so dreamy and he looks so cute and sensitive. Very impressive. But I mean, realistically, this is something that with with, you know, over over the years, you know, you hopefully won't owe anything on this piece of property that you. Yeah, I own. don't. Thankfully, thankfully, there you I go. do not. But, the, the, but, but you have all that equity in your house yeah. and you can leave that asset to your children now, you know. Yes. And, but if the PVA is low, then then I don't. Unless they chase the state tax laws, if it's a lower valuation, then they don't pay as much in tax. We, uh, it's fine. I, I totally get what yeah. you're saying. I don't necessarily. I disagree from my personal situation. Yeah. It does make sense though if your value is going up, that's a positive. But um, you know, again, it it it's whatever. Uh, tomato, tomato. I think that the reality is, it sounds like what you're saying is you're not opposed to saying, which I is refreshing. I wouldn't have brought you on here if it was another one, but or another opinion, but it's like 
if it's not your time, it's not your time. Yeah. And it might not be, you know, it is, it's a competitive market out there. And if yeah. you're not hitting on all cylinders right now, you know, maybe you've got a stain on your credit and, and there's something on there that doesn't look good. Or, you know, maybe you're coming off of uh, a situation that, that is not, you know, allowing you to have the extra funds to go above and beyond asking price. You know, it might be that you, you wait. Um, but I mean, obviously I, could not be a bigger proponent for purchasing and buying more property. Um, but, you know, it, it is a competitive landscape out there right, yeah. right now. And, and you need you need good professionals, uh, you know, to help guide you with that. Well, let's go down that road a little bit. We have, even though this is a, obviously a, a very large uh, audience across the United States, we do have a lot of local people that listen. So uh, if if people are thinking of buying or selling, let's give you your, your platform here. How do they get in touch with Kelly Carls, the queen of real estate here in Lexington? Yeah, I mean, the best place to get me is um, seriously on my cell phone, 859-552-8101. Or um, shoot me an email, Kelly, K-E-L-O-Y dot Carls, K-A-R-L-S, at exprealty.com. We're going to have a section for Kelly on the new DIY Money website, which hopefully is rolled out in the next couple of months. And she'll be um, updating and writing, and she'll be an active contributor to all the, the commentary that we do, whether she knows it or not yet. But she just got informed of that just now. So, <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to add, Kelly, before we wrap it up? I don't think so. No, I, I appreciate you having me on. And um, it's been a refreshing thing to talk about this morning and the fast-paced market that we're in but um well and it'll be fun to bring you back through the different cycles yeah My, you know yeah. i've been wrong for two years i, I keep saying <laughs> he was preaching see. doom and gloom on this market a long time well, ago <laughs> yeah i mean i i just think that there's going to be some surprises and I, I and i don't know where they come from but i i just think that the prices will come down become the, the, very complacent will. again they they will come down and you know there will be some people that have probably overpaid but the good news is those are probably those people probably have paid cash. Yeah. You know, so so hopefully we won't see another wave of of foreclosures, foreclosures. and things yep. like that. But um, you know, the the those that are overpaying are typically not having an appraisal yeah. uh, and paying cash. So hopefully it won't uh, fall level off a cliff. out we'll fall off a cliff or level out, out too hard. Yeah. All right, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you again, Kelly, for joining us. We'll have you certainly back. Uh, special DIY here. money. So we appreciate you listening. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us, and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.